0: Welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave and Connor. Dave Stevens, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. David Sterling is not here. He uh, basically said that he didn't want to, you know, just couldn't be on the podcast, so probably got some stuff going on or whatever. Um, So, whatever he's doing, I hope he's having a good time. Uh, Yep. We're just sitting here. It's Sunday night, guys. It's. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm sure he's busy. I mean, otherwise, otherwise he'd be on having some fun with us tonight. So. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he didn't want to. Just didn't want to see us. <laughs> that could yeah. be. Pretty sure he didn't. That that he's he's tired.
1: still. He still yeah.
0: saw enough of us when we were in Miami. Today, yeah, so. yeah, he's done with us. It's fine. Um, guys, it's Sunday night. It is. Uh, it's July already. Holy shit! Uh, a, a, a month from this week, uh, we will be at the uh, MLS All Star Game.
1: Yeah, uh, which is crazy. Actually a month from today.
0: A month from today, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves because that's a whole other thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a pretty—I don't know—wasn't really like exciting week. Nothing really happened. Like big stuff happened to me or anything like crazy. You know, it's pretty much one of those weeks where you go to work and you're just like, yeah, work. Then go home, work, go home, work, go home, and that's that. I that kind of like sounds challenge.
2: like my week. That that's definitely that's a perfect description of my week. And especially this week was a grind for me coming off my you know week long plus vacation in Florida mm-hmm. and you know catching the loons down in Miami and the cruise after that. So yeah, it was a kind of a grind week, but hey, we got through it, got to the yeah. weekend, got to see a Friday night uh, loons game, or at least some of us did, but I no <laughs> a that's, late night. Yeah, well, and
0: that's loons because night. that's because you and I met up at the um at the Omni Brewing on mm-hmm. Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, had a couple and then I got home and I went to my mother-in-law's house and had more peers over there. And then it was just, yeah, I was done. So, uh, Connor, you were working, uh, you had work going on.
1: I, so yeah, uh, basically, um, yeah, the Saturday and Sunday this weekend, I had to come in to, uh, and along with my team too, to catch up on work we were way behind on our demand so we uh, we had to push some parts through our through the assembly line and um it's uh it's tiring that this is seven days straight and i think I've, I've still got at least five more uh going on here and possibly another two days next week next weekend too so thanks. well uh well thanks well hopefully that won't happen it's some overtime is always uh is always not really in the works until like midweek, but I mean, it's, it's exhausting, man. Bet. yeah.
0: So yeah, this, is, it's been kind of a crazy, well, a crazy week for you, Connor, but me and Dave, it's just kind of like been the same old, same old, which is yeah. we're getting to the dog days of summer now, guys, where days are moving kind of faster and, you know, it's like you feel like you're just doing things all the time you know, you're, you're drinking on your driveway with your neighbors or you're going here and you're going there. And then we'll snap our fingers and it'll be State Fair time and then we'll snap our fingers and it'll be Halloween. So mm-hmm.
2: that's how it always works, especially when we have busy summer weekends. That's, uh, right. that's how it is.
0: Um, We have one game to talk about today, guys, which we'll get to in a little bit. And that is the Friday night game, of course. Uh, and I mean, think about it, guys. That's three in a row now. And we scored what nine goals in three games.
1: I mean, yeah. we'll get into it a little bit later, but this is yeah. uh, it's, it's a good uh, good run that we got going mm-hmm. on right now. And it,
0: it's interesting. It's, it's
2: you would think it was the only three game winning streak uh, that the Loons have had this year, but it's not. Uh, I think they had one earlier this year, but that included if I'm talking about all competitions, that included one one of the games was against uh, Ford Madison. Yes. Uh, I think sure. Chicago in there as well. So yeah, yeah this is obviously the first three game MLS winning streak of the year. So yeah, yeah it's, it, you're, we're feeling pretty good. And if we, yeah. if later, we'd look at the standings, it's um, yeah, not just good, but uh, I don't know. You might call it uh, essential. And then looking forward, I think we got a few thoughts on that too. Looking forward to, for the next, you know, the next month, month and a half schedule yeah. kind of looking promising. So yeah, three game winning, we don't need to beat around the bush, three game winning streak, um, while scoring three goals in each of those matches is uh just really impressive really impressive especially what we had gotten used to over what it seems like ages like two months yeah. you know basically the full start of the season um even though they were able to get some uh, results early in the season but yeah this is what we kind of were waiting for at least i was week yeah. after predicting scores so,
0: so we'll, we'll talk about that um really it's We'll, we'll really be talking more, more about that game today than, than anything else, because really not a lot of news. I know before the pod, we talked about some rumors about guys getting signed or guys we're trying to go after. I'd love to talk about those guys, but the fact of the matter is, right now, they are rumors. Right, and, and we've done this before. We've talked about rumors before, and sometimes they come true, and sometimes they don't.
2: And let's, let's, let's not beat around the bush. I, you're exactly right. Tony, um, Connor, help me out. The right back is the most interesting kind of um, at this point. Rumor, yeah. Yeah.
1: Alan Benitez, Alan
2: mm-hmm. Benitez from, you said Paraguay, the international, I
1: believe it's a Paraguayan, uh, it, it's a Paraguayan club. Okay. Uh, I believe so. And
2: it, if you yeah, I mean you don't have to look that up. I mean, and like Tony, perfect point because we got into this trap before, throw out a couple names, and we, it seems like we go we every week, every mm-hmm. week, every week talking about something. So we might as well just wait and talk about these things once they become official because yep. you know it's it's just kind of a
0: yeah, a fruitless exercise can, if not. So we can leave that to the Twitter people to do yeah. the back and forth. Yeah.
1: Although one one thing, guys, about this guy uh Benit says. Uh, he plays he, he played for Olympia in, uh, in uh, oh. Paraguay, but uh, he did uh, pl- once play for Benfica's reserve team in Portugal. Mm. So that's a, that's a kind of a neat yeah. fact about him. Yeah, Benfica is yeah. a pretty prominent club in Europe, so um, I, I hope he can live up to that. Yep.
2: We'll see if he gets here. And all right, fine. We aren't going to talk about what we're talking about, it, but we'll nip it in the butt here pretty quickly. But I I I, say, I think it brings up something interesting that I, I did bring up. Um, it I guess you call it a position of need, you know, ever since you know Rom- Romain Metonier, you know, obviously he hasn't been able to contribute much at all this season, unfortunately. Um, that being said, DJ Taylor has kind of stepped in, you know, and done a, a, a good job. And you got, of course, MLS veteran O'Neill Fisher you know, who could back uh, DJ Taylor up at this point. But the fact is, you know, if you're looking for top-level talent, I mean, this club should be always open to that. So, honestly, you you are one injury away from having an issue, even if you're really uh, happy, like I am, with DJ Taylor's performance uh, over the last, say, month or month yeah. plus. Not
0: not so much last night but or on Friday night. Well, I think we've all uh, figured that DJ Taylor was a, a serv- serviceable uh, right back. Um, I don't think he fits the kind of things that Adrian Heath wants in that right back position as of yet, but he's a young kid. Um, so, you know, um, yeah, again, this is all rumors and speculation. We'll see what happens. We know Romaine is not coming back this year. I mean, they're very unlikely he'll be back this year. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, before we get into more soccer stuff, guys, let's talk about what we're drinking tonight because, uh, we don't have any new breweries like last week, because we had heavy rotation last week. Um, We do have, uh, I think we have three new beers from breweries we've been to uh, before. So I'll start first, because like I said, I talked about Dave and I met up at Omni uh, Friday night. uh, After I goaded him into leaving work early, because I was bored to death at work. Mm -hmm. Uh, About one o'clock, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry totally i'm just uh, sorry i couldn't get there sooner than when i did yeah, i tried my that's best. fine that's fine and then they they turned the air off in our building because they had an air conditioning problem i was like oh, i gotta get out of here so i left and um ended up at maple tavern for a little bit uh played some pull tabs and then met up with david omni and uh i picked up they have a new beer it's a collaboration with soda clothing company and if you guys don't know soda clothing if you go to their website they make the coolest shirts a lot of uh, all minnesota shirts um, I actually have one, the uh, Hormel Roll of Fame Wiener Winner shirt from Metrodome. I have that shirt. Uh, they just come out with a new trough shirt, which is a, um, I think it's, it says 1982 to whatever year the Metrodome was shut down. And then it has a bunch of dudes peeing in a trough. Um, so, but uh, it is their uh, cream soda. It is a vanilla cream ale. And it's actually really tasty, guys. It's uh, it's a cream ale, but there's the hints of vanilla in it are really good. Uh, there's no, like, real really say what's in it but uh you can taste the vanilla in it um it goes down pretty smooth i think it's only i think it's only like five percent if that i don't even know what percentage it is but um it is really good Uh, i'm not gonna lie and it's cool they're doing these collabs with soda clothing every year they do a uh a big party at soda clothing's place Uh, omni makes a beer for them they do like a big party i think it's for charity or something like that so uh yeah and of course omni is one of our favorite breweries so that's that uh connor what are you drinking tonight
1: uh i am drinking a one of our uh, old-time favorites on the podcast here we've had it on quite a bit uh, this one's from invictus up in blaine and it's the listening through static hazy pale ale um i believe this is a new one i don't think we've ever had it on the show before um, but this is literally my first time trying it like right now.
2: I've, I've I don't know that I've featured that on the uh, podcast, but I've certainly had that. It's, I've had it's, it. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Good, good beer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not bad. It's a, uh, it's a little bit, um, it, it's not as strong as most other, uh, IPAs I think or pale ales, but, uh, it's got that good kind of like hazy taste. It's got some grapefruit in it. It's got some ripe melon. Um, and uh i believe mine doesn't mine also doesn't uh have what percentage it is so that's kind of weird um, but um yeah i can't see it uh but it's a good beer. but it's a good beer i saw it at some i, I saw it at the liquor store today while i was picking up some some seltzers for laura and and i thought yeah hey, let's uh i've never had it but so let's try it, it so it's good yeah. I, I would definitely have it again yeah. I've still never been to Invictus, by the way. What? Um, oh I've, man!
2: Wow, you good place. I've always wanted to
1: go. I've always wanted great to go place. because I've had their beers and they are fantastic. But, um, but yeah, I've uh, never actually been to Invictus. I've driven past it many times.
0: hey you got to stop in there, man. Great place. Oh. Get of course they got the uh, the uh, tipsy what, steer, tipsy steer in there, where you got the great food mm-hmm. there. Uh, awesome menu. Food so man, awesome food food menu's menu is
2: amazing. Yeah.
0: And and Invictus, you can and Dave found this out when we were there after the. Uh, the the doubloons or the deuce game uh yeah. you can order from your table you can order beer with a qr code from your table
1: oh cool
0: so you can just order up and giddy up you know stand had to stand up it's and get slick, stuff. yeah it's pretty slick yeah all right good uh dave what are you drinking tonight
2: all right well first i do have to give a shout out to omni since we we're there on friday night like you mentioned uh, tony and i i'm not drinking their beer here tonight but while i was there on friday I did have the, uh, football is latte. Yeah. Uh, thanks to your recommendation. And that was fantastic. First time that I've had it real quick. It's, it's a chocolate coffee cream ale, obviously right up my ballpark, right, right in my ballpark. It was the, the cream ales. I think that's my 2022 favorite beer. So that was, <laughs> that was amazing. It was delicious. I should have picked up a crawler. I don't know what I was thinking, but I did. Mm-hmm. So anyways, fortunately I had another opportunity to pick up a crawler. I was up, at the anoka river festival last time last you know basically the yesterday afternoon first time i've been spent many time in anoka but uh, was the first time i was there for the river fest and uh pretty cool pretty great i just love the area right on the river uh the historic Anoka, you know downtown anoka is really nice with all the you know small local shops and uh fortunately 10k brewing is right there in downtown anoka and we've done a podcast a few years ago now i think yep. but. Uh, yeah, I was there, stopped in for a little while, had a couple beers there. Um, I ended up going. So, yeah, we've been there, recorded there, but I have not tried the beer that I picked up. I picked up a crawler of the Wooly Bully to go. Mm. Um, and this one's really, it's a really interesting uh, beer. Now, speaking of the coffee cream ale that I had last, you know, on Friday on me, this is way out of my wheelhouse. I don't, I'm not an expert in this category. It's technically the Wooly Bully is their... I shouldn't say there, but it is their beer. It's an oatmeal rye pale ale. So this is, and I'll say it again, an oatmeal rye pale ale. And it's first thing that, that hit me and I'm just, you know, just tried it tonight. First thing that hit me is it has this real, almost, I don't want to say overpowering because that's the wrong word, but it's the first thing that I noticed. It's, it's a very smoky um, taste and smell to it. And I guess you'd probably describe that as a spicy, a spiciness or earthiness flavor, but it really, I don't know, it's, it it is a pale ale, but it really balances out, you know, the typical hoppiness or maybe bitterness, you might call it of a pale ale with that earthy tone. And the smoky tone is how I would describe it. But yeah, it really, really interesting, um, pretty smooth for an IPA, um, which is interesting because this is also, this comes in at 7.2%, which is a little um, strong, but not that surprising, I guess, for an IPA, but yeah, it's very, very interesting and i i i can honestly say of all the craft beers we've had on this podcast i've never had anything quite like it and um it's i'm really warming to it so yeah really, nice. really interesting yes nice. hmm. yep 10k great brewery too let me tell it you it is yeah and and at, that's what i wanted to say kind of tying back omni to or not omni but how yeah, was it oh, what beer heavy rotation i'm sorry tony you brought yep. up heavy t- rotation just a few minutes ago uh 10k is similar in that sense because um uh, what is it? Ten K is a three-barrel system. Yeah. So I think that's similar to what heavy rotation is. So very, they kind of do the same thing that heavy rotation does, and mm-hmm. a couple other breweries that we featured where they have a, sorry, is it heavy. They literally, Ten K literally has a heavy rotation where they are yeah. rotating beers out constantly. So while they might always feature, you know, a blonde or an IPA or a cream ale, they kind of rotate what that is. So it's the yeah. same kind of the same way. So you may not be able to see. I don't even know if they have like mainstays you'd call them. They might, I wouldn't know that off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, it's, they, an, it's, it is a great brewery and I didn't realize it was small because, but it should be because they're right in the heart of downtown. They've got a great space, big enough space, but mm-hmm. yeah, the space is kind of limited. So
0: they have an event center too. So yeah, right. Right next door, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, well, good. 10 K brewing Invictus Omni three places. We've done podcasts that before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So and with Connor not traveling anymore, it's kind of hard to get new breweries anymore. I mean yeah. unless they open up in the metro, which is you know. Yeah. 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 So anyways guys,
2: well oh, speaking oh. of new breweries, I we sorry Tony, but just perfect uh, perfect to me- perfect time to mention that I saw recently that a the, a new brewery in Rosemont opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't have that name in front of me, but a new brewery in Rosemont, of course, that's where we went to high school, so we hopefully'll ha- we'll have a chance to check that out. And then I probably mentioned that there's nine mile in Bloomington yeah. open uh, earlier this year. So yeah, a couple, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to find a couple.
0: I will, be, I, will, I will be going back to Rosemont. Sorry. <laughs> no. yeah. It is a drive for both of us, especially you, but. So many bad memories down there, Dave. So many bad memories. I like it. You good ones too. Though. Oh, terrible, terrible memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So guys, let's move on yeah. from beer to loons here. Let's talk about the game. Uh, Friday night game, Friday night game, guys, at 9.30, which is fantastic. MLS under the lights. None of the stupid like Wednesday night games at 9.30 or Sunday night none of that. In Vancouver, um, I think all of us decided, except for Connor, uh, decided this game was going to be a a win for the Loons.
2: Yeah, in our predictions last week, which unfortunately Connor wasn't uh, available for, but I think... Yeah, what, what you and I, Tony, you you started We're, with two to one. Um,
0: uh, you had a prediction, had, and I piggybacked on your prediction. Yep. And David had a three to one win, so he was right on the money there. Um, uh, but it turns out, I mean, this game could have gone a totally different way. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, let's talk about the lineup here, guys, because I don't think the lineup changed very much. Zero. It was zero change,
1: same one, okay. against uh, which yeah. against the yeah, against uh, Real Re- Salt Lake.
2: Real yeah. salt like and I mean I guess that's not surprising, uh considering you know the injury to to um Ariaga and then Rosales was unavailable yep. this time, you know, last last against RSL is because of a uh, red card. Red mm-hmm. card at this time, I I guess he was reported with an illness. Yes. Yes, illness, yeah. But, not. but yeah, so I guess not that surprising. The bench sure. wasn't that you know, wasn't very deep again because mm-hmm. of injuries. So yeah. And I think this is the case, no changes, you know, okay. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'll say that, but it's an interesting lineup with, with Robin, Robin Leed and Will Trapp in the, you know, central midfield, uh, just because I think with that, with, you know, you're getting, I think I, you just looked at the, the 18 or I guess it wasn't quite 18. I don't think was it, but I mean, you're getting, it's interesting because you're still getting arguably the best players that Heath has at his disposal on the field with, with Lude in the eight, because then you get Bongi out there, Reynoso, of course, Frank Apane and Armaria um out there. And that's I so I have no complaints, certainly at the start of this game with that lineup. I mean, get the best players on the field and, and see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think uh the if I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, this uh, lineup had worked for us for a couple of games now and um, it, I mean, it is, I do still think it is a little weird that you play Robin Ludd in the, in the defensive midfield position, but it seems to work and it seemed to work against Real Salt Lake. So why not against Vancouver? And, uh, it once again paid off for us, uh, which we will get into in a little bit. Um, okay. but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I personally, when I, when this came up, I, I realized, Hey, it's this lineup has been getting us wins. So I surprisingly have no problem with it.
0: I mean, you kind of, at that point though, you kind of have to, I mean, you have to do what you got to do. I mean, you want, we talked about this last game. You want to get your best players on the pitch at all times. And if that means Robin Lute is playing a defensive mid, I mean, that's where he's got to go. And that's, he's, he's talented enough to play there. um, And with our, you know, missing pieces at the midfield, I mean, he kind of has to.
2: Yeah. And, and Robin Lute, I mean, he's the perfect, I mean, if, if, if you consider the eight, you know, the eight, I guess you if you consider that out of position for Robin Lud, which I guess you would, at least with Minnesota United FC, but but he has played there for Finland. He's played all over the field, basically. We touched on that last week. And, you know, his worth of ethic is second to none, at least on this club. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good spot. And it definitely worked out. He, you know, definitely worked out against RSL. And so,
0: well, yeah. Dave, oh, you watched the whole game in its it entirety. Let's talk about it the did. first half, because the first half was really kind of a – Mm, would you say back and forth or was it more one-sided uh, uh,
2: it was uh, well i think the first word that comes to mind um is uninspiring mm-hmm. I, uh, minus maybe the first few minutes because hey keep in mind we're coming off of two wins you know against uh the galaxy and rsl where you, you scored three goals and those games were actually pretty entertaining pretty back and forth you know, from uh, more or less the get go, this was a little different. This was not one of those games. In fact, that's why I think I was a little impatient, you know, once this game got into, you know, the first five, 10 minutes, because it quickly became apparent that this was not that game that we had seen the last two, at least through the first half. It, it really was slow Mm -hmm. and I don't know, you could really point a finger at a few players. Now, granted, let me I'm going to I'm talking about the first half here, but like really un, uninspiring final third play, uh, you know, n- kind of lack of development out of the midfield. You had, you know, Reynoso, who's been on an absolute tear, obviously, the last couple games, you know, responsible. you know, he, he had a brace in the last two games going into this one. Um, so he's been as hot as he has all season. It was quite obvious in the first half that Reynoso was off his game. He had, you know, of the few chances that Minnesota maybe had, you know, a couple or one or two were, you know, free kicks from Reynoso. He sent balls sky, sky high over the goal, just not even close. Uh, he, Reynoso, unfortunately, had a couple, I, you know, I'm not going to go minute by minute. We're not going to get too technical without uh, David Sterling uh, joining us. But, like, he Reynoso, uncharacteristically, like, even, even when, you know, Yes, he's one of the most fouled players. He gets, he attracts a lot of double and triple teams, but like he had some bad giveaways Reynoso did. So, like, it was very apparent in the first half that Reynoso was off his game. Okay. And then it's more, then that's probably a cascading effect because then what I'd get at is, is players like um, Franco and I'm mean, again, first half, but Franco and both the wingers, Bongi and Franco, just didn't look the part. Armaria barely touched the ball in the first half. I don't even, he had obviously, he might've had a touch or two, but he barely, he was not a factor, not at all. Armaria. And the wingers just didn't look good. Bongi, especially in the first half, but mm-hmm. Franco had a couple moments, but again, everything starts through Reynoso who was having an off game. So boy, the first 30 minutes were kind of brutal. And if you look at the expected goals and I just, I watched the game, but I went back and looked at it. It was a flat line basically at zero for the first 40 minutes for Minnesota. It was just uninspiring and counter that with uh, Vancouver. Sorry. Uh, Vancouver was the better team in the first half. There's, I mean, I don't know that anyone would uh, would argue that they didn't, their teeth didn't look too sharp. Um, I don't think Dane was really challenged in the first half. I mean, I think he, he really, he might've had to make a save or two, but you know, degree of difficulty wasn't too impressive. I think Vancouver Would be disappointed with their play only in the sense that they should have done better with their opportunities. But yeah, I don't know. Just that—that's how I'd sum up the first half. Kind of uninspiring. All right. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but I mean, there's one thing I want to touch at at the at the end of first half. But
0: well, go ahead and touch on it because the first half to me is like just a okay, whatever. Yeah,
2: because I'll tell you what. I mean, so again, I'm going to use the word uninspiring, and then me personally as a fan of the club, I was very impatient, and but. My patience, uh, you know, was wearing thin, but right at the end, literally at the end of the half, the 45th minute, just after the, just after the 44th, Mm -hmm. um, finally, we got to see some good play between Reynoso, Franco Pane, um, and, and especially Franco and Ray, they, they had it. Um, There was some little, there was some attacking play. It was kind of like ping pong in front of Vancouver's goal. I was at that point, I was basically standing up expecting a goal did not happen, but I will say, finally, Minnesota went 45 minutes without a shot on goal. It was finally, you know, thanks to Reynosa and Frank Aponte, but it ball got kicked out, basically, to uh, Will Trapp, who Will Trapp put the first shot on goal, and it was a good shot. It made, it made I think, uh, what's his name, Maple Grove no, uh, native uh, Cody Cropper. Oh, yeah. actually oh, yeah. have That's to right. dive to, I believe, his, uh, his right, and he needed to make a save. He it was a good one, not a great one, but a good one. Needed to make a save. Will Trap, you know, he has some pace on his balls. He always does. He doesn't, we haven't seen him with a lot of opportunities, but he took this one with pace. And then in added time, I believe off a Ray corner kick, he ended up getting another shot on goal, uh, ended up getting blocked. But basically, that's the story. Uh, 45 minutes without a shot on goal, in Minnesota. But Will Trap finally got two in the last minute in added time of the first half. There we go, but a little hey. at least a little confidence. And of course, you know, Vancouver didn't score. So at least a little confidence from my point of view going into
0: half nil-nil. I'm like, okay. You go into half-nil-nil, nil, uh as the away team, mm-hmm. you're feeling pretty good. Okay. I mean, it's it's yeah. okay, you know.
2: Yeah, I yeah, yeah, especially with the way the first half ended. I I was way more optimistic
0: than I was mm-hmm. in the you know, in the middle of that first half. So that right. that was good. So come out of half, guys, and uh you know, I think there's some uh, – looking at the highlights that I saw, there were some, you know, some attempts by Vancouver. Uh, they made some subs early on. Um, then we get to the – around the 64th, 65th minute, and uh, which which is funny because the guy who scores is the guy who gets subbed in, you know, well, two minutes earlier. Uh, yeah, that's um, what I was going to
2: say. He Ka- Cavalini, it was almost a little Cavalini, surprising yeah. he, he didn't get to start. Um, yeah. That uh, yeah, b- b- Brian White at the start. Who mm-hmm. I don't know. He he did okay, but yeah, just and, and a couple of things I will say, Tony, as you bring up the 66 minute goal by Cavallini, but mm-hmm. just before that, maybe a few minutes before that, go. So here I'll say this: coming out of the half, okay, I'm optimistic, but again, kind of the way they started the first half, the loons that is not great, and it was it was Colorado that or I keep saying Colorado, me because it's out west, but Vancouver that had the better of opportunities and so I kind of quickly sunk into it and then I kept thinking in my mind like if there's a goal in this game and at that point I didn't know that there would be you know I really didn't and at that point in the game I kept thinking well Vancouver maybe has a goal coming because there was a few opportunities for Vancouver before that and then uh, but I will asterisk I will say Emmanuel Reynoso nearly had a goal I think uh, Will Trap. Uh, I'm going to say his name a few times in this game, but Will Trap had a nice long ball in, kind of got banged around, ended up on Reynosa's feet. He made, you know, he had a nice dribble in the box, got it all the way to basically the end line. And what I thought at the time, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he was trying to do, was get it in front of goal, cross it over, sure. and actually ended up hitting the top of the woodwork, That's nearly right. going in.
1: It was on the inside of the of the of the crossbar. There, I, I thought mm-hmm. it was about 50-50 chance that it would bounce the right way.
2: Yep. Yeah. It it nearly went in, and so okay. I mean, that was my first like, oh, oh, okay, a chance, a great chance. Like even what, although I think you could make the case it was probably by accident, but nevertheless. But then then it was kind of Vancouver, Vancouver, and Cavallini. Tony, like you said, came yep. in, and yeah, Cavallini's goal. No it was nice uh, cross. It, it, nice it was it, Vitae Vitae, just beautiful cross. You know, I'm not maybe David Sterling or somebody else uh, listening to this would criticize the defense. I'm not even going to go down that route. Uh, Cavallini, he does what he does, uh, like a volleyed header into the ground. Um, yeah. So I'm going to leave it at that. And, yeah. But that, that see, was I'm just. Not. Okay. I'm,
1: see, I'm, I'm not going to leave it at that because uh, I mean, it is a great header by Cavallini, but he's wide open. Boxall. <laughs> what that for me was uh michael boxwell's fault uh he was by himself in the box and 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 instead of uh trying to travel back uh towards Cavallini and while seeing the cross keeping his eye on the ball he chose to stay where he was in front of goal and tried and tried to head out a ball that i'm sure he wasn't sure he could reach Mm -hmm. um so uh because of that he couldn't reach and Cavallini was more than free to head the ball in so i'm uh Love you, Boxy, but that one I think is on you.
2: Okay, and there was, you know, this is this was an up and down game for Boxel. He, Michael Boxel, we've, I mean, I know we've had our issues with him in general, but for the long run, he's been extremely solid. This was an up and down game for him because I think there was a few moments in the first half where Boxel was. You know the the veteran that you'd expect and kind of bailed Minnesota out defensively a couple times at least that I can think of off the top of my head but he did he had a couple issues in this game and and fortunately uh, just a few minutes prior to the goal uh Boxel actually had a rare well I shouldn't say rare he's had a few this year but he he had actually kind of had a mishap where he was going back on a ball um, slipped and fell and allowed it basically to go out for a Vancouver corner which didn't You know, it didn't come out of anything, but yeah, a couple of mishaps for Boxel. Connor, thank you for making that counter argument because I know there's many, many people that would probably be on your side of this one. Pretty much. I I was taking the lazy way
0: out. I just. No. (laughs) Watching the replay again, uh, Boxel need a rocket up his ass to get that header, but um, Mm -hmm. everybody knows. I mean. So
2: that being said, Tony, yeah, maybe Connor, good point. He probably maybe was out of position, maybe should have slid a little back to
1: again well, i don't think he was necessarily out of position he would just uh wasn't paying attention to where cavallini was um oh. and just he got he was he was ball watching not well not ball watching but he was looking at the ball rather than paying attention to where cavallini was and yeah. uh, and that's because uh, and that's why it, what led to the goal is that he um was just not aware of his surroundings
2: yeah so so from a you know from a fan's point of view that was you know watching the game probably most of us felt the same way at this point
0: it was like oh great yeah, well, on the road on hey, the road hey and hold on Dave hold on because this has happened in the past haven't we given up a goal or two well, or yes,
1: Vancouver and in Vancouver, in, in Vancouver yeah. too. We've done yeah. that.
0: Yeah. yep. Yeah. Yes,
2: yes, we have. But I mean, this was you know on the road without a lead. Like at least when we were at the game in, in Inter Miami, you know, at least in, you know Minnesota had scored before. This is a little different. You know, giving up the one goal, which a goal that I believe Vancouver probably had coming. You know? But
0: and so here it was I'll, realized. I'll say it, feeling great. I'll say this after watching the team for the past two games before this scoring three goals. I was, if I'd been watching this game, I would have been much more comfortable being down by the goal because I knew they can come back. Yeah, true. Good point. And honestly, early, early in the season, Dave, early in the season, I would have been like, Oh, this game's over.
2: Yeah. And I can't didn't score. turn it off. Yeah. And I, and to be fair, I didn't turn it off, even though we were well after 11 PM central by this point. And, yeah. um, yeah. So I, I wasn't especially, you know, there was glimpses of hope at the end of the first half. You know, prior to Cavallini's goal, yes, Minnesota was showing some fight in them. And interesting, just after that goal, a minute after they made a sub, and this was kind of the sub that I think David was asking for last week. Yeah. They made a change in the midfield, you know, instead of defensively or, you know, with a forward or winger, mm-hmm. uh, Jacory, Ja'Cory Hayes came on for Robin Lude. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Lude in this game, he didn't have a lot of at least – I could be mistaken, but in my mind, he didn't have a lot of offensive presence. Not, not to say he wasn't, you know, he's on the field. He's tired. To box. He's yeah, tired. Could be, it could be, he's played a lot. Obviously he's played right. defensive midfield a minute. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Ja'Cory Hayes. I think this is the sub that, that David was looking for yeah. uh, last week specifically. And it, it, you know what, as we go through the rest of this game, maybe that was the difference. Oh, Hey, um,
0: so we're down by a goal, make yeah. a sub. And then right off, I mean, right after that, we get a nice goal from Taxi uh, on a nice yeah. cross from, I think, it was DJ Taylor on the cross. It was. Correct? So yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: yeah, Emmanuel Reynoso laid it on he, Two assists on this one, Emmanuel Reynoso and DJ Taylor. So this is a unique goal in the sense that you have your fullback assisting your fullback, you know, in a goal. Yeah. So it's quite great to see and then th- that's what, you know, it shot me up out of the couch at 1130 at night or whatever it was. Cameron um, Lawrence had a good game. He, he, he was involved more so than DJ Taylor going up the right wing, Cameron Lawrence going up the left wing, you know, overlapping runs with Franco, who, as we'll get into it, Franco and Cameron on that left side look good, look solid. So well-deserved goal from Cameron Lawrence, which let's say it's, you know, it's his first goal for Minnesota United too. Tim. So that was special. Um, but, but, but yeah easy, you don't
1: see
0: that often easily one of the best uh cheap free agent pickups of all time
1: oh definitely uh,
0: Kamara lawrence i mean
1: For the sure, guy
0: definitely. the guy just came in here and i i looked at it I, I go how could a team like toronto give up this guy
1: yeah well
0: that's that's, I, that's just stupid
1: and Who for knows? this amount of money, too, like yeah. uh, well, they're still—I think they're still paying for a good majority. I'm of sorry, this contract wasn't a,
0: wasn't wasn't a free agent? It was a transact. It was a transaction, right. but right, it was right. what 150 thousand dollars?
2: Yeah, well, you know, it might even it might even be less. In the transaction fee might have even been less than that, and it yeah. might have been it was nothing with with compensation money for next year. But now, keep in mind, ta- uh Kymer Lawrence Taxi's uh, salary is is in the mid 200k. So I mean, it's not yeah. like he. And I don't know the details. I'm pretty, of pretty sure the Toronto's pants are that. And they might be. But yeah. Oh, so I'm,
1: it, I'm pretty sure they're playing, paying the majority of that actually. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, that could
0: definitely I mean, it, be the it, case. It reminds me of like it reminds me a lot of baseball when you give up like a good player for nothing for peanuts. And a lot of times it doesn't work out, but this time it actually did. Well, it
2: has, I and mean, not. And I mean, th- we're talking about his first goal here, but I mean, he's
0: made significant his, contributions and been a pretty much of a rock now. Yeah, his Still goals don't back. matter. His goals don't. And this this is icing on the cake, Dave. What he's mm-hmm. done defensively, uh, tracking back and, and and being there, he's been great. You know, yeah, he makes us all forget about Chase Gasper yeah you know no, I you we really know
1: that don't. is so true you, yeah. you you haven't thought about chase since he he left for la and nope.
0: he he really does and if
2: you look at the i guess i don't know if you wanted to the, the past distribution chart for this game and i mean there's it's leaning to the left side with mm-hmm. Kymer lawrence you know going down down the wing and 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 working with uh franco francopane which who also had a, a tremendous game franco did i know i sh- I know I criticized them a little in the first half, but that changed in the second half, Franco did. Those two working on the left, it seems like a wonderful combination. So, so and then.
1: you want to know what's funny, guys, is uh, I was looking at the alerts the next morning that I got off of uh, my Flash Scores app, uh, which I swear by on sports now. I can basically, I, I get so many sports on that, even like the, the the preseason United games I got on the on that app. Um, but uh, they 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 made their first error. Uh, they didn't give the goal to kamar Lawrence. They gave it to Bongi instead.
0: <laughs> nice. Which I
1: was I was like, did did Bongi score last night? Good for him. No, South, no, South no, Africa's no. got to be lightened yeah. up right now. You
0: would have heard.
2: You would have heard it. You would have yeah, heard it. Yeah. Heard. yeah, yeah. We yeah, and I can. If you want to,
0: my opinion on Bongi right now. Uh, That's not tough. Yeah, yeah. This, is a good, this is good. So let's move on guys because now we're tied up right Oh so yeah. now is a, i'm excited now I'm we're excited. we're gonna get we're gonna get the juices flowing we're gonna get going. and guess what we did because like how many minutes later guys i think probably a few minutes few uh, minutes later about 10, about about 10 minutes later we what had uh yeah. oh, we had yeah. A, oh yeah it was that long we had but, a give up by vancouver i mean yep. they gave this ball up uh past amaria and the dude just Bangs it from outside the box, man. This, what a shot. What a strike.
2: This, this yeah. was a stunner. This was a full banger. And, I mean, yeah, yeah Tony, Tony, you mentioned the giveaway. But I think uh, I was just going nuts at this time because th- it, it did – this game turned after the mm-hmm. after Minnesota tied it up, uh, oh. thanks to Kymar. And it, it was, I don't know, even a bad giveaway. But what really strikes out at me is I think Armoria, he had all the space in the world. unbelievable and i guess you know like you said vancouver was moving forward but yeah all the space in the world i think he was surprised but he didn't he he calm cool collective he he took that space left-footed banger from distance outside the 18 and it was just a beautiful strike and it was
1: and Nobody challenged him on the oh, way there no, no. either. Nobody even tried to come up to him. He was more than free to Thank you, maybe shit. even take a couple more take a couple more steps before he took the shot. To um, him. obviously, I wouldn't change anything about his his shot being that it was a goal. But uh, he, um, yeah, yeah, he took that with tenacity, and he just uh, he his. Uh, his demeanor's changed. Uh, his, his play has changed so much in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, before uh, Inter Miami, I think he hadn't scored against. Uh, Min- uh, he hadn't scored for Minnesota since the the New York Red Bulls game, and now he's yeah. scored three in four games. Well, you know and, why? Yeah.
0: What did I say? What was? I mean, I told you guys the reason. Because you don't have Adrian Anu back there anymore, sniping minutes from you. It's his striker position to lose now. You know yeah. he has no competition, so you know, he's can go out there and just do what he wants to do. And he's showing what he can do.
2: It's great to see, especially, you know, I touched on it earlier. He barely had a touch, a a significant touch in this game prior to that goal. Like he Mm -hmm. was not a factor at all, like a significant factor. And so for him to wait out, you know, 84 minutes into this game and to get a, just on a plate opportunity like that, and then just calm, cool collective on his left foot, just to, banging in there and it just yeah. it's so great to see and obviously you guys mentioned it like the three and four or whatever it is yeah his confidence is building and that's obviously what you need from your striker so just phenomenal to see and it's like we've you know we've already mentioned there's three goals in this game it's hard to pick a favorite although i think that might be mine just because yeah. oh, boy he yeah, that looked pretty outstretching goalkeeper mm-hmm. just like he put it in the spot you know well, far post. just was a beautiful
0: shot so. so now it's two to one guys and normally if this was a, you know, it's a road game, right? Normally yeah, I'd yeah, say Adrian Heath now would basically say, fuck it. Pump, we're putting all my, pump the brakes. Cause we're not, well, we, I, I had to, we didn't, I, 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 by this point in the game, Tony, though,
2: it's funny that you bring that up by this point in the game, I knew every, all of you guys were asleep and I was just texting myself essentially, just so I could it, remember pretty much, <laughs> the worked, next yeah. day. Go, goal, go. Goal, goal. Yeah. But I, but I didn't have to uh, have a laugh. Uh, because j- just minutes after that goal, a couple minutes technically, they brought in uh Brent Coleman for Reynosa. Yeah. Yeah. And and I said Reynosa was having an off off game in the first half, but like the rest of the team, he kind of started waking up. So when I saw that, you know, with still four minutes, five minutes yeah. plus added time to go, I was like, oh boy, here we go. They're going defensive, they're parking the bus. That has not worked out for this club. Yeah. So I had a little chuckle, but uh,
0: but they, they kind of did. But then again, they, I mean, this is from, this is a kick from Dane St. Clair, is it not? Well, oh, you're talking about the final goal. The final Maybe, goal here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. So technically,
2: yeah. I mean, oh, MLS. MLSsoccer.com gives Dane St. Clair the assist, which yeah. he should have. Which it this, is. Yeah. This, this was an interesting one because if, as I was, I was watching this live. My first, and as soon as basically the goal was scored, you can see massive cries for offsides. Yes. And when I was watching it live, my first instinct was, Oh, now that's offsides by a mile, offsides mm-hmm. by a mile. And then I realized that, um, uh, Luis San Maria never, who was clearly offsides, even though he was offsides, he I thought he was affecting the play of the defender. And so in my mind, I'm just, Oh, this won't be a goal, this won't be a mm-hmm. goal. But, um, Franco Franco Pane. Who ended up finish finishing the goal beautifully in the back of the net? He mm-hmm. that was a smooth, calm goal there. Yep. I wouldn't call it a chip, but he placed that goal. And he the, was not he was not overexcited. He was not his adrenaline wasn't. He just placed it in the back of the net like he should have because he was wide open, needed to make that shot. But yeah. I, even in the back of my mind, I was like, "Wow, okay." Armaria never touched that ball, no. Nope. So therefore, hey, well, the, the thing offsides?
1: is, Armar- Armaria was not offside. He wasn't
0: offside. No. no. Yeah.
1: He, uh, back on it? He was he was played on sides by yep. the 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 fullback on the far side. Yep. Um. It oh, was actually okay. I believe it was um Bongi that was offsides. Okay. Or was it Bongi? I'm not sure. But uh, I don't think yeah. anybody
2: was offsides. But like in real time, like as I'm watching it in real time, I just yeah. thought he was so offsides because yeah, you're right, Connor. Mm-hmm. It was the other defender that maybe had him on on sides. But I yep. believe me, I was not looking at that other defender because he was not you know, he was not involved in the play, at least in my eyes as I'm watching that game, but uh, that goal, but yeah, Franco, just so cool to be in the right spot. And I mean, it's a well-deserved goal by Franco because I, you know, said, you know, I said what I said in the first half, but boy, he played a very solid game and it's just awesome to, you know, especially into the second half. And it's awesome to see him get rewarded with a goal, just like, you know, we'd said the same thing about Armaria. but yeah, it was, it was a thing of beauty because you know he very well could have put that ball over the net, but he just he just struck it
0: smooth and calm. But that's yeah. that's the dagger, guys. The dagger.
2: Yeah, and then the game right over
0: at that game point. over.
1: Yeah.
0: So get out of this game, guys. A three-one win in Vancouver, which is fun, great.
1: Fun fact, by the way, guys. The next time you play Vancouver, decision day.
0: There you go. You're mm. in, Minnesota. and it's here. It's here. Yeah, yeah.
1: first time um, Minnesota's ever had a decision day at home.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be great i'm it'll be great decision today probably great but i look back at these last three games guys and i just see what we've talked about um, in terms of scoring goals this team can score goals they just had to figure out a way to do it and now they're figuring out a way to do it and their defense has been good not great but their offense has really come around, and, and you're starting to see more. Fragapane has started to come on. Uh, we won't talk about Bongi because I don't even think he should be starting at this point, but he's starting because of the problems at midfield, and and that's the problem. Yeah,
2: I'll, so. say, I'll say this about Bongi. Yeah, a little disappointing. Now, <clears throat> to be fair, I think Bongi had a couple good games coming into this one. I think he really did. I mean, he had an assist or two. Yeah. Um, over the last couple. And I mean, I know he's getting frustrated. I I just know he is. I think there was a a, a point in this game or two where he tried to do a little too much on his own, even yeah. though he could have maybe passed the ball off or pushed the mm-hmm. ball off, but he was just trying, I could see it. He's trying to do a little bit more, a little bit more than maybe he should, but um, at least, you know, they're getting wins and I hope his confidence doesn't take too much of a hit, even though he hasn't scored. I know he's had some chances where he should have, but yeah, Bongi, yeah, just his speed is so impressive. It's, I mean, we knew this coming in. It was raw talent. He has a lot of raw talent. It needs to be refined a little bit. Yep. I, I, I just hope we're on the cusp of something here, and I think we still could be. But, yeah, as of right now, Bongi is just a little off um, in his technical, I think, ability. Now, again, though, we don't have a lot of other options at this moment. Now you could try a Justin McMaster or maybe play Hazel a little bit more. But you know, there's not a lot of other options, so I think maybe this is going to be trial by fire. Bongi has played in every single game this year for Minnesota United, all yeah. matches and competitions, I believe, even in the, the U.S. Open Cup and uh, friendlies. He's played in every single match, so I think he's going to keep getting those opportunities. You know, at, um, you know, we'll see what these rumors. Yes. you know potential yeah. signings happen but as of right now he's going to be out there and he has made contributions and i think he just needs to realize that he's playing around a lot of talented players and if he can can continue to work on his distribution a little better we might
0: have a player there so well let's guys before we go to break let's talk a little bit about the standings in the western conference because Ooh, yeah i mean oh, no. seriously we, just, we were left think, we were left for dead well yep.
2: think about it this way you i mean it's amazing. You look at the standings, subtract nine points and look mm-hmm. where they'd be at. Even subtract three points, look
0: where they'd be at in the standings. And we were left for dead. We were yeah. left for dead. Um, but think about this. We, we beat in the last three weeks. We've beaten teams, RSL, who's above us, uh, the Galaxy, who's above us. I mean, th- technically tied with us. And technically, when we beat Vancouver, they were tied with us. Well, Vancouver would
2: have been ahead of us if if we lost. Of course, exactly right. Right, right. So these
0: aren't—we're not like making up ground on cheap teams here at the bottom of the standings. We're making up ground on guys Uh, teams were ahead of us.
2: I look at it this way. I mean, you—it's you know from from basically I don't know nine to three or whatever. It's very tight. No surprise Mm -hmm. there. But I I look at it this way: we're not making up ground on other teams. Minnesota United is making up ground on Minnesota United. Uh, For their poor play, you know, other than the first few games of the season where they managed to get some results, even though they were only scoring a little game, they're making up for that kind of month, month and a half, two month stretch where they basically not only weren't scoring goals, but were actually losing games that maybe they Mm -hmm. should have done better. They're making up on themselves. This is where we expected them to be right in the middle of a playoff hunt. And I think that's where we are. So that's here's what's going to be interesting. Minnesota has a very favorable schedule in the next, uh, I don't know, month, month and a half. I mm-hmm. think for the rest of the July, all the, the next three games are at home. MLS matches are at home.
1: The next two MLS matches are at home. Oh, do um,
2: they have another
0: road game? And then
1: it, it's uh so the, the third match you're thinking of is the Everton match. Yeah. Um, no,
0: no, I'm taking that one out of there. So oh. I do. They have, so they have coming up guys. We'll talk about this one. We'll make predictions on, on this one. And actually next one, we'll make two predictions today. Uh, we have at home. We have SKC coming up on Wednesday, yep. and then we also have uh, DC United coming up uh, next Saturday, and then the following week we go it's the Wednesday Everton. But never yep. mind that. The following week on that Saturday we go to Houston uh, and okay. play Houston, and then the we end the uh, the month on Saturday, July 30th. We play Portland at home.
2: Okay, so sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking so it's three of the next four are at home in July. So that's a plus. The other thing that at least as of the broadcast on Friday night, um, I think Cal made the point of saying that the Loons next six MLS matches are against teams below the playoff line. Next Mm -hmm. six. Yeah, Now that could have changed depending on how the results went over the weekend. But but that's uh
1: nashville i believe is above the playoff line right yeah, now. yeah they are
2: they are now yep yeah. so that that changed but bottom line is maybe over the next six mls matches they have an opportunity to continue this run and, that, and that's what they have to do is they're on a run now three in a row let's go yeah. keep that up i mean of the next six matches then you know let's go you know let's and and we know a significant portion of those are at home this is their opportunity so yeah.
0: so um Guys, we're going to break just for a little bit here. When we come back, we'll we will make predictions about uh, Wednesday's game against SKC and Saturday's game against DC United. Uh, Connor, do you have any um, questions or history?
1: Uh, I I think I have some history. Um, let me check, and I'll get back to you.
0: Okay, and then I have one funny story to sh- uh, to uh, end things. So we're we'll back in just one minute. And we are back. Take a little break, chat a little bit about uh, my birthday coming up. Dave, Dave's birthday is coming up here. Uh, yeah, what?
2: Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. As this drops, it
0: might be yeah. the day or day be day. After. It might be the day or day after. Yeah. Uh, turning uh, oh, 30, happy
2: birthday, Dave. Turning turning thirty three. I think. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: very No, is. no, Dave, you're not oh. turning. Oh shoot, thirty four. You're okay. turning. I, I you're, lost track. Turning forty three. Oh 30. my.
1: Num- yeah. Number, Goodness. it's just a number, Dave. It's, a number Dave. it's
0: just a number, yeah. And uh, Dave is the you know, he's the oldest on this podcast by two weeks because I turned 43 yes. at the end of the month, so
1: yeah.
0: you know, whatever you know, senior wisdom. You'll be in yeah. you'll be
2: in Scotty for uh, your birthday, I will be in Wisconsin celebrating my birthday I'm in Have Wisconsin some, by
0: working, yes, having some cheese curds, yeah, in uh, in Reedstown, Reed'sburg, uh, sorry, Reed'sburg. Uh, which is uh, i have some family there or i did have some family there i don't know if yeah, there's any near, family there anymore so it's near the near it's so close to wisconsin dells
2: mm-hmm. it's you know and there's a lot of nice parks out there state parks it's a beautiful area mm-hmm. very under underrated yeah. uh you know that area of
0: wisconsin mm-hmm. very nice
1: i drive i drive through there every time i go down to mm-hmm. beloit to visit my family down there mm-hmm. and so it's uh um yeah it's a great part of the country
0: good old mm-hmm. beloit good old yeah. beloit dave
1: Beloit. We, we spent the night. Trip. We
0: spent a night in Beloit. Yeah, oh, watching yeah? the Beloit yeah. Snappers. They they watch the Beloit Twins. Snappers. Beloit oh, Snappers. When Very they were nice. the when they were the Twins' associate. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, no. Wait a, a minute. Wait a minute.
2: Nah, no, they were get...
0: not. They were not. Yeah, that's right. They were not. They, they were playing Cedar Rapids, but they which was the but they used to be the Twins. They uh, used to be the Twins' uh, uh,
1: associate. Yeah.
0: But we were there when they were playing Cedar Rapids, which was was now or was the Twins' uh. Midwest, league? League. High High like and yeah. Jake Jake Maurer is the coach at that time. And I think
2: the highlight for us, or I'll let you say it, Tony. Well, the highlight for
0: us was the 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 uh, pull tabs, I think.
2: Oh, I was gonna say the the Wonder Kid Max Kepler.
0: Oh, Max Kepler on that team. Yeah, he See, was. Max like,
1: Kepler played for the. Yeah, he did. Uh, for, for for the Snappers,
0: he might have uh, no. played
1: for both. Actually, he actually might played, played for, for both. both. Yeah.
2: Beloyed, and then the next year when they changed the Cedar Rapids for the yeah. IA. Yeah, that. But yeah, that game that we saw. Yeah, we saw Max Kepler play in that game, and uh, that well, was we cool. were in
0: we were in the uh, the beer area, so we mm-hmm. had the beer tickets, mm-hmm. so we drank a lot of beer, mm-hmm. and then uh, we went back to the hotel and went to this bar down the street. And Dave, do you win five hundred dollars on pull tabs? It was, was four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars, and they couldn't they either. they couldn't pay him off.
1: <laughs> really? The owner
0: had <laughs> the owner left, or
1: like Bologna.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> it was one of those pull. It was a pull tab machine, right? And so Dave wins oh. four, Dave wins 400 bucks, bucks just goes up there randomly and randomly like, picking buttons. Can't, can't pay you out to this so way to go back the and, next morning. And, and you know, no
2: big deal, but we were on our way, I believe, to Chicago. see like a Chicago White Sox game and other and, things down in Chicago. But yeah,
0: and it was, it was, it was the White Sox and uh, fire game. Oh that right. was that weekend. Oh but oh, not not the... not fire
2: not fire against uh, Minnesota United hmm. it was just oh. a, uh, random pre random f- this was pre uh, Loons MLS. Yeah this
0: was yeah. Okay.
1: This was gotcha. back in
0: the day. This was uh yeah we hit up a white Sox game and then we hit up a fire game and we had uh we stayed at the uh what hotel was that it was the hotel downtown that had the rooftop a, rooftop crown, pool i want to
2: say it was a crown plaza yeah. yeah that was a great view of the cities up on drank, the rooftop plaza. drank a lot
0: just did a lot of crazy stuff oh, you know
1: what you stayed at if you stayed at a crown plaza in uh, downtown chicago i think my wife and i stayed at that same hotel uh right yeah. off the river right
0: it was only blocks
2: off the river that's yeah, why the yeah. view
1: was yeah, great I think, yeah uh, i think we might have stayed at that same hotel actually uh, a couple years ago right before we got married
0: yeah they had a rooftop <laughs> pool that we hung out at it was fantastic okay so much fun. Nice.
1: We we would have used the rooftop pool if uh if it hadn't been the height of COVID
0: when you we were Oh, there, so. yeah, happens. Yeah, it you didn't miss much. The pool is it's small and uh yeah, oh. you know. it's Thank small,
1: you. that makes me feel better, Tony. Thank you. It, it's it's
2: nice. small, but it was nice. I mean, it wasn't on literally the roof, but I mean, it was pro- I can't remember how many floors up. It was at least halfway yeah. of that skyscraper
0: and it gave you some nice views. It did. I places. I still think the KC Crown Royal Rooftop pool is much better than that one.
1: Mm. That we'll have to check it out when the when the World Cup is here.
0: Yeah, well, Go right. down to KC and it's check cool. out
1: that ho- that well, rooftop pool. Maybe. Well,
2: you know, if in KC, Tony, at the Crown Plaza, you don't have a view of Lake Michigan. So I don't know. I
1: don't know. It's the better
0: pool.
2: Well, it's, it's a better tough. pool for sure. Damn. But but you have a sure.
1: you have a view of the state of Kansas, man, if you look yeah. the right way.
2: Hmm? Yeah. Uh, state of Missouri <laughs> for the most part. Missouri. Yeah.
0: Uh, you can still
1: see Good Kansas.
2: Feels.
0: You can see the Power and Light District from there. KC Moe, baby. KC Moe. KC Moe. Yeah. All right. Uh, guys, let's do some predictions for the next two games. Yeah. So, quickly, uh, we have uh, SKC coming up here Wednesday night at Alliance Field. It is an ESPN game, uh, Nash- national game. Oh, so I might um, actually be able to watch that one in Wisconsin. You, so yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. Probably. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, let's go around the horn, guys. Uh, let's start off with Dave. Prediction for right. the game.
2: All right. Well, I'll just so this. If you guys didn't know this, uh, Kansas city actually made their way out of the Western conference seller uh, by beating uh, Montreal, I believe. And I'm sorry if I don't remember if it was at home or away, but they won, they beat Montreal, I think. And uh, they're out of the cellar. San Jose holds that uh, privilege now, but anyways, that doesn't necessarily make me feel any less confident. This game's at home. As we touched on, I'm Here's what I'm going to go on. I'm going to just make this fun instead of going vanilla like I had the last two weeks with a 2-1 victory. That's boring. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go 2-0. That's much more exciting. 2-0 win for the Loons. So that would mean if that happens, assuming Dane Sinclair gets the starting goalkeeper, which we assume he would, he would earn his first clean sheet in I think 13 matches now in all competitions.
0: Yeah,
1: so
2: that's what I'm predicting, and that's what I'm going for two All one.
1: All right, all right, cool.
0: clean sheet. Connor, what about you?
1: Uh, I am also going to predict a clean sheets. Um, that I will go three 0 though. Mm. Um, Sporting KC, of course, down as you mentioned, Dave, uh, down at the bottom of the Western Conference. Uh, they only have five wins in the season. The only reason they're out of the cellar is because they have more wins than San Jose, but they have also played more games than San Jose. Uh, and they also mm. have a negative 16 goal difference. So oh, I I I'm looking them... at that
2: and technically Connor to add to all your perfect points here, actually Kansas city has a lower PPG points per game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so...
1: Yep. Yep. And uh, so I, I think, um, I think it's Minnesota is going to blow them out. I think, uh that since we've been on a tear lately luisa maria is looking in form i think if we play the same uh i think if we play the same formation we're going to blow them out the only problem is i don't think we will because uh, this is kind of a game where we might be able to afford to sit a few players mm-hmm. i don't want to get i don't want to i don't want to speak for the team but uh that this is a yeah, yeah, you hate to
2: you hate to see it, but it is a yeah. you know it is a Wednesday night game mm-hmm. in the middle of a busy stretch. But I guess the team at the bottom at of the
1: Western Conference, you know it's yeah. uh, it it's not really a high risk game in my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of other people's opinions too. Uh, so I think um, I think we maybe we see a couple of changes in the lineup, but I still think we blow them out.
2: <laughs> Isn't that an odd thing to say? I mean, about Sporting Kansas City, I just still can't get over the fact. Yeah. Down there.
1: yeah. Peter, well, I remember the, the first year we made the playoffs. They weren't that great either who's, that year. Who's the coach?
0: Mm-hmm. Peter Vermees.
1: Peter Vermees. Yep. Yeah, they
0: must be just pissed off. Sam, yeah. a bad
2: season. Oh, it's wait. a proud. It's a proud soccer town down there in Kansas City. I mean, yeah. great soccer town. But
0: it's, it's yeah. a great stadium. Yeah, great fantastic state. atmosphere. It's, oh. it's a shame for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do something crazy, guys. I'm picking to lose. I'm just kidding. I'm Not gonna be able to lose. Oh. <laughs> Even though this is could be a this could be a trap game. This Let's is lose a, this could be a trap game. Well, well everything, like, well, that, everything, that, everything that Connor said. Well, everything that Connor said could happen. Well, Tony, they,
2: it, I, sorry to interrupt, but I gotta, I gotta say, you know, Vancouver was a will trap game, so I don't see why this can't be a will trap game as well.
1: No. Oh, not a trap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just, you, that's like a dad joke. It was and a dad so, joke, a it soccer a dad joke. joke. But yeah,
2: I I just want to emphasize: joke. Will Trapp had a good game. He didn't get a okay. yellow card all right. at all. All right, all right.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, goal. Dave, you're starting to sound like Will Trapp. How John Madden sounds about Brett Favre. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
2: I just this want to take scary. this opportunity because how often am I going to have? You know, how many chances? David Sterling's not on this pod to counter me, and Who's so that? I can just go say that Will Trapp had a good game, oh, yeah. Fincher, which he did, I think, and counter it.
0: I mean, text him right now and tell him that you said that. No, please don't. please don't.
1: <laughs> he's just gonna uh, hop on the podcast, be like, just, you pull me on. away from my evening. Yeah,
0: you'll play it hop right now. <laughs> um I'm gonna go crazy. I'm not gonna say it's a loss, but this is a typical trap game. It's midweek against a lower team. You're right, Connor. There could be some Heath could do some management where he says, Okay, we need to get some guys some playing time, and then we everything fucks up. But I'm gonna go the exact opposite. I'm gonna call this a four to one win. Nice. And I'm gonna tell you guys what's gonna happen. We're gonna score, you know, four goals in the first half. Wow. And then he's gonna put in uh Fred Emmings. Gonna put him in at halftime.
1: You're gonna bet some money on that?
0: I'm not gonna bet any money.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just saying it. No, I don't think this will happen, but it's a pipe dream. Yeah. Maybe he brings in Fred, says, Hey, Fred, we're up by four let's get you some minutes uh I don't think that it'll happen cool. but it would be cool if it
1: happened
0: yeah on a wednesday night in st paul yeah so i think we're all saying it's going to be a victory against skc uh let's move on to dc united
1: well b- hold is- on before before we move on let me just say uh if this is a trap game it would mm-hmm. be the ultimate of all trap games mm-hmm. because they are not only the bottom of the western conference they have the worst cold goal difference in the mm-hmm. in the Western Conference, and they've mm-hmm. scored the least amount of goals in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. And mm-hmm. they've allowed, oh no, they haven't. They've they've allowed the second most amount of goals uh, behind San Jose. Yeah. Um, but but it's, uh, it would be the most ultimate of all trap games if we if we decided to lose at home against this team. So I yeah I I think we're all pretty much on the money with our predictions. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, let's
0: move on to DC United, guys. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Now, it's tough to predict two games in a row because I always like to predict based off the last game. Right. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen with SKC, right? We don't know what's going to happen. If they win, this is this is a good game. It is another game we should win. If they lose, this could be two in a row. I'm predicting a win on the SKC game. I'm predicting a win on DC. I'm going to say the DC game is going to be a two-nil victory. On that one.
1: because uh,
0: I think that we'll we'll win SKC and then DC will score two goals. And, and, and to, can one of you guys help me out? So this is
2: another home game at like another home game. Home game, yep. Yep. on the weekend Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Saturday
0: seven o'clock. Saturday, okay. okay. And Dave, Dave, you're up next prediction for D C night. So, all
2: right. Now, this is, you know, there's not many Eastern Conference games. Um, Tony, I like your recency bias kind of thing. It's like you like to look at what happened most recently to make your judgments for the next. I mean, you can't help it. That's the way uh, sports works. But against the Eastern Conference, you know, granted, we left Miami with kind of a bad taste in our mouth uh, after blowing uh, a lead and losing to Miami. But let's, you know, they did all right early in the season is. The Red Bulls and Philadelphia uh, got a couple results at the very least, so I'm going to say this is. I'm going to go off the rails here. I'm going to predict, or maybe not off the rails, but I'm going to predict a four-two win at home hmm. at Alliance against uh, all right. DC United.
0: Okay,
2: that's high for me. I don't know if I've ever predicted four goals scored in right the season. So, no,
0: all right, good, uh, Connor.
1: Um. This is a very sim DC United having a very similar season to Sporting KC. They're down toward the bottom of the Eastern Conference. They've they have the worst goal difference in the Eastern Conference, and they've allowed the most amount of goals in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and they're coming to and they're coming to Allianz Field. I'm predicting another big win, three-one.
2: All right, you know, when and he- wouldn't that be great if that's the way things turn out? You know, yeah. if they could get on, that's what they need to do. They well, they've done what they needed to do, but I mean, against this competition, they've got to keep it going because if yeah. they lay eggs against inferior competition at home, yeah, we got you know, we're right back where we started. You know, yeah, you, you have um, a few
1: Cincinnati. No. Right. no,
0: right, and you can, you know, Connor, you don't have to say they're playing like SKC, and you just say they play like poop. I mean, we can just say.
1: Well, uh, I, I mean, I I wanted to, I, I didn't want to give them enough credit though, so like <laughs> yeah, just be. say that paper. Yeah.
0: All right, good. All right, Connor, you got some uh, Minnesota soccer
1: history for us? I got a little, yeah. Right. Uh, so today we today is July, uh, July tenth. So we're gonna go back a week. I haven't done history in a while, have I? Um, so we're gonna go back. Let's see. Oh, here we go. So July sixth, uh. On, in 1978, the Kicks win away from home, 3-0 at, I think this is a new team, Houston Hurricane. What? I the Hurricanes in Houston?
2: Yeah, yeah, awesome. Hey, thanks, Connor, for bringing that one up. I mean, yeah. e- even though I might be the oldest on this podcast, I was not alive for that one. So, mm. thank you.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs>
2: Houston
0: um, Hurricanes, really? I mean, I guess they get it. Right, they get Hurricanes in Houston. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, no Houston was part of uh, Katrina, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Weren't they were not yeah. they, weren't they, well,
2: hit they a helped out. They, well, I think they the, what I remember is I believe they helped out uh, as far as the one of the stadiums. was it the Astros back then, but I think one of the, their stadiums yeah. they,
1: they, Oh, you know what? I think the I think the Saints played in uh played in Houston when New Orleans was hit by yes. Katrina. Yes. Um yes. Like
2: people that had to relocate might have moved or been relocated to houston inside of stadiums temporarily i
1: think was the day, yes yes could be
2: wrong but
1: yeah so we're going to let's see if we go oh here we go uh july 8th the 1981 the kicks unfortunately lost this one for three away from home again at the edmonton drillers
0: the dr- Edmonton. Well, I suppose, yeah, Edmonton. Yeah, I guess. I feel like yeah. that, I mean, oh, you've got okay. the
1: drillers. You got the Edmonton Oilers and the NHL, and big, fine. big oh, hockey, big, right.
2: big yeah. uh, hockey town and a big oil town up there. Yeah, just like yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Um Where's
1: another? Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do two more here. July 9th, nineteen ninety nine, when the Thunder's Thunder lost at home. Two one against the U.S. Pro Forty Select Team. Right. Um, guys, uh, the U.S. Pro Forty Select Team is an interesting story, but they are known today as Generation Adidas.
0: Mm, nice. They
1: had their own team within the within within. The, um, I think it was the USL back then, or the right. or the yeah. Um, and then uh, oh, here we go. And we'll and we we'll round off with uh, three years ago today when United won the U.S. Open Cup quarterfinal match at at home against New Mexico United six one. I was
2: I, David and I were there for that one. That I was, was there, one. there too. We there. You guys were there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was there too. We uh, oh, awesome. I missed uh, I missed the third and fourth game, uh, th- th- third and fourth goal because I was getting uh, Laura some chicken tenders. <laughs>
2: So, i'm pretty wow. sure date i'm pretty sure david and he'll correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure david missed the first at least the first goal because he was late with his neighbor but that's
0: ah! right that's right
2: that's right in the fr- i was in the front row for that game yeah you know that was fun
0: yeah the front row for that i remember, one, but... being,
2: ner- I remember being nervous for that game honestly uh because it was the us open cup you know a rotated squad and then you know, New, New Mexico United came in kind of hot, obviously, to get yeah. to that point in the tournament. Yeah. You know, they had a great they had a good team and mm-hmm. so I was a little yeah. bit nervous.
1: They did. And uh, they had a great following uh, too mm-hmm. that followed mm-hmm. them up mm-hmm. there. They, they had basically the entire uh, I believe it's the the northeast L- corner of the stadium. Lower uh, bowl. Yeah, yeah. lower bowl. And that's actually the only game that I have ever spent in the Wonderwall. There.
2: I might have my first actually this coming weekend again. Oh, the, very cool. Yeah. That's nice. DC. You're gonna against, go to no, DC? No, is it this coming week? Or the oh no, is it this? Yeah, this, this coming weekend. Yeah, DC now. Yeah. Oh, is that oh yeah, because SKC's middle week, yeah. Against right. DC. Yeah, that, that if everything goes to plan, I get back from Wisconsin for the weekend, and I will be going to that game. Yeah. Nice, oh, I'll be there
0: hmm.
2: too.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See you there.
2: Well, nice. See you there.
0: Obviously. Nice. Uh, good uh, soccer history there, Connor. Uh, to finish it up, guys. We have one funny story to talk about. It has to do with penguins. Penguins. I know we've talked about monkeys on this podcast, other things, other animals. I'm sure we have. But uh, these penguins are Japanese in a Japanese aquarium. They're unimpressed with the sw- uh, shift to cheaper fish. Uh, a Japanese aquarium says trying to switch its penguins' diet to a cheaper kind of fish as a result of inflation, but the birds are being uncooperative. Uh, Officials at the Hokan and Aquarium Southwest of Tokyo says they switched the penguins from their usual diet of ahi, uh, AKA Japanese horse mackerel to a cheaper variety of mackerel after the price of ahi spiked nearly 30% over last year. A video uh, at the aquarium shows the penguins stubbornly refusing to accept the offerings of the cheaper fish from keepers. Even if they'll take it in their beaks, they'll just spit it out, <laughs> the head zookeeper. The Korean worker said the penguins will begrudgingly eat the cheaper fish if it's mixed with some other better fish. So they mix it with the good fish. They'll eat it, begrudgingly, of course. Uh, ideally, they would like to eat the have a full ahi, but they are patiently eating mackerel. Uh, Keepers of the facility's otters have also shown a preference for the ahi over the cheaper fish. No, no, no. So,
1: are these penguins? These penguins are they emperor penguins? Because that would make sense.
0: They could be. I don't know. They don't say emperor. I don't want to go
2: into a whole wormhole here or like rabbit hole. I guess I should say. But um, ahi, when I think of the first thing that you you, when you said Mm. ahi, I think of ahi tuna. Like, so what makes a fish an ahi?
0: Well, this is now this is an ahi like you you said
2: mackerel or whatever. This is
0: ahi. It's aji. Oh, so I don't know if it's still so differently. So it's ahi, but it's differently spelled. I don't know what type of fish that is. If it's some sort of mackerel, that's a good mackerel or bad mackerel. But um, yeah, this is different fish. It just reminds me of my dog because if you feed my dog, he has his own thing that he eats all the time, and if you feed him something different, he he'll like just push it away and be like, "Well, well fuck that re- you. That, yeah. that reminds me of Ashley's dog." Merlin. Merlin. Yeah.
2: He, he, he is a wonderful dog, but boy, oh boy, he's a, he can be a picky eater and if you give him something that he doesn't <laughs> like. He, he has no interest. He's not one of these dogs yeah. that will just eat anything. No, no, no.
1: See my yes. dog will eat, will eat anything, but that does remind me of a, a commercial that, um, that I saw when I was living in England, actually, they served a cat food over there called Whiskas and it oh, was considered to be the considered to be the, one of the best cat foods uh, yeah. over there. And a guy was trying to feed his cat and he's like, Oh my god, I'm out of whiskers. So he runs down to the store and and they're out of whiskers and they're like and he's like, Hey, and he goes to the store clerk, hey, where's the whiskers? And the store clerk's like, just just like get another can that they're all the same, it's just a different label. So he brings another can back and replace and even replaces the sticker on the can with a whiskers with, with a whiskas sticker, puts it into his bowl, the cat walks up, takes a couple of sniffs, and then just walks away. Yep.
0: <laughs> What so happens, man? Yep. These pets know things, and think about this like, these are penguins, right? They've been at this aquarium probably for a long time, and they're used to getting the good shit. And they try to like give them the bad shit. It's like they know, they know, like animals know when you're giving them the bad shit, they want their good shit. Yeah, I mean, regarding, I mean, I love how they spit it out. It's like, get the shit out of my face, I don't want yeah. it.
2: i mean i I mean i'm nothing like that i'll eat anything you put anything well yeah
0: of course you will but no Mm -hmm. let's let's talk about that for a little bit dave let's say that you were fed uh filet mignon Mm -hmm. for like years right then all of a sudden it got too expensive so now they gave you like beef steak like just you'd probably be like fuck this i'm out
2: yeah okay you're all right you've you're, ever you're, you're,
1: known, you're, yeah.
2: you're right you're right you're right well i guess i would honestly that is probably a natural reaction i mean unless i thought i was going to starve to death i mean if mm-hmm. i if i was used to getting that and i got this i'd be like no no, no i'm gonna eat this you know it's, and that's assuming i'm not going to starve to death and I'm gonna but, get
0: it. a, but it's the same way oh, let's let's take a, yeah. let's, no. take that a full circle sense. here it oh, makes sense let's take a full circle of the beer Okay? we talk about beer on this podcast all the
1: time. Right, right.
0: You you talk to people. I, I'll talk about my my, my father in law Tom. Uh, you know, not around anymore. But he drank Miller Lite his whole life. Okay, getting him to drink craft beer, you couldn't get him to drink craft beer
1: because
0: mm. his palate was so like just on to Miller Lite. I mean, even getting him to drink like um, Minnesota Gold. Uh, light which is a minnesota craft beer that's like Miller light he loved it but he wouldn't drink any ipas he wouldn't drink you know whatever i mean there are people like that who just think their pals will not take it
1: my uncle yeah. is a, my uncle mark is the same way except he uh he drinks keystone light all the time. yeah there you go
2: see yeah. i was you know tony you know me i was very slow to the craft beer you were kind of movement. you were you know i was all about just like tom i was all about Miller mm-hmm. light and light mm-hmm. beers and I was really slow. Like I would have, I, I had zero desire to get into craft brewing. In fact, it was—I said it before—it was this podcast that kind of pushed me over the edge yep. to kind of expand my palate a little bit. And I'm glad mm-hmm. I did for sure. Well, your
1: taste buds were clearly open to change. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, the Miller you know, Lite kind of the, the, is, the a
2: clean, is a clean mouthfeel. feel. It uh, cleanses your palate, leaves you open to many different flavors. Right. That's right. right.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Again, it's all about what you've known for a while and i don't blame these freaking penguins for not taking the mackerel shit they're trying to feed them
1: well you know Mm. they they put it in the article they they seem to put an emphasis on how they don't like the cheaper fish yeah um Mm. and it's because it's you know cheaper 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 you (laughs) wonder like or is it just different penguins are penguins are like hey this this quality sucks you can tell it's cheap as fuck you know like yeah, they probably
2: Or, run. Huh? or, or the, the easy way out is it's, it's different, kind of like Tom and Miller Lite. Yeah, it's Light. different, it's like, yeah. Well, it's not that it's expensive. It's just what yeah. you like and what
0: you're getting used but, to. So. And again, if these were penguins in the wild, they wouldn't give a shit because they're in the wild. They'd just been eating what they could, right? Yeah. But they've been fed this for so long.
1: Yeah.
0: Their, their their diets have not been diversified. So, yeah. I love the end of the article. It says uh, we could raise admission fee to the aquarium and fix this issue. We'd like to do our best to keep our facility in a comfortable place for our guests to visit. We'd not plan on raising admission prices. It's like, no, raise the price like 50 cents. Yeah. Give the penguins back the shit they want. And then they'll be happy. And they'll be happy. They'll
1: be happy. They'll put on a better show for all the, for all the zoo goers and problem solved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, come on. Who cares about us? Let's, let's not give a shit about us. You know, we can spend an extra fifty cents. The penguins are pissed off because they're not getting their good freaking fish. Yeah,
1: yeah, you feel sorry sh- for those penguins.
0: I shouldn't get sorry. pissed off. I shouldn't get pissed off about this, but I am. I really am. You
1: think just just to give the penguins their fish back though, and they'll yeah. they'll get their happy feet back.
0: we're gonna we're, yeah.
1: we're gonna
0: have protests about the penguins now? I mean, yeah. well. <laughs> could
1: just big picket picket signs up in yeah. front of the zoo and yeah, yeah.
0: i mean yeah i could yeah. say some things right now but i will not say them uh i'll leave it for a <laughs> small time but uh yeah so anything else guys you want to talk about before we get out of here no i think we covered it from know. my point of view sure. here so
1: yeah I, I think uh i think we're all good
0: Sure, David, will have some things to say on Twitter or text messages after he listens to this episode. Maybe he can correct us on what we got uh, wrong. I'm sure. Oh no, it's, it's going to be more about your real will trap shit. It's oh, going to okay. be, it's going to be that. Okay. Really, it's going to be a lot of will trap like crap. So, hey,
2: you didn't have a yellow card. You, you know, and came out of this game clean. So, Dave, you might just I'll,
0: I'll lay just, off. It. Just
1: sporting right. sporting <laughs> KC is coming up. It could always be made up for <laughs> over there. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Right. All right, guys. For myself, Tony, for Dave and Connor. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go loons.
1: Go loons.